Welcome to Manufacturing Matters, a podcast sponsored by Simsbury Bank. Hi, I'm Martin Geitz. I'm CEO of Simsbury Bank, and I'm here with our Manufacturing Matters team today to showcase one of Connecticut's many shining stars, the Innovation Partnership Building at the Yukon Tech Park. The facilities at the Yukon Tech Park are a focal point for innovation and groundbreaking research. Teams of world-class scientists collaborate at the center to develop novel technologies in core research fields such as energy, electronics, material science, additive manufacturing, and cybersecurity. Our goal today is to provide information about the amazing assets that the Yukon School of Engineering has available at the Tech Park to share with family-owned and small to medium-sized businesses. These assets include the services provided by the three centers embedded within the Yukon Enterprise Solution Center here at the Tech Park. Joining me today are three individuals who have helped grow this world-class facility in Storrs, Connecticut. Welcome to all of you. Dr. Dr. Hadi Bazorgmanesh. We did it better than I do, thank you. <laughs> is the Executive Director of the Yukon Enterprise Solution Center. Dr. Young-Ho Kim is the Director of Connecticut Manufacturing Simulation Center. And Joe Luciani is the Director of the Proof of Concept Center and the Quiet Corner Innovation Cluster. Welcome to all of you, and it's great to be with you here at the Yukon Tech Park and Stores. Hadi, why don't we start with you, if you could share with listeners uh, a bit about what the Yukon Enterprise Solution Center is about and its role within the Tech Park. Well, first of all, thank you, Martin, for considering Yukon and uh, the Innovation Entrepreneurship Center. Yukon Enterprise Solution Center is a vision, really, to bring together the OEMs, the supply chain, and the vast know-how of faculty and the facilities at UConn. Uh, the vision is through this center, they can innovate new products or develop new parts very rapidly due to uh, our capabilities to simulate and do 3D printing and do a quick prototyping. It's a remarkable set of uh, capabilities right here. Uh, our episode today is called Innovation and Economic Development. Could you talk a little bit, Hadi, about how the work that you're doing here contributes to economic development here in Connecticut and really worldwide? So the vision that I have and many of our faculty and the university has uh, that the, uh, the best resources for quick economic development at the state of Connecticut is the small, medium-sized companies. The small, medium-sized companies have the highest return on investment if you can help them to get to the state-of-art technology and help them develop new products and services that uh, benefits the state and the companies themselves. Fantastic, fantastic. Joe, you run the Proof of Concept and Quiet Corner Innovation Cluster. Yeah. It's wonderful that the Quiet Corner has yeah. a cluster. That's great. Can you describe uh, what these centers of excellence do uh, for the School of Engineering? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the Proof of Concept Center, center is a uh, prototyping facility where we give uh, small and medium-sized companies access to um, you know, the latest and greatest in uh, rapid prototyping technologies. Um, and what's unique is we have this quiet corner innovation cluster, and that program allows us to not only utilize this, you know, the prototyping facility, but also reach across campus when we have either a unique researcher um, or a unique piece of equipment here at UConn um, that would help these small and medium-sized companies break into new markets or break through a current um, um, 
uh, problem that they're struggling with. It's amazing. Well, we're actually sitting in the Proof of Concept yeah, Center yeah, here. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Surrounded can, by tooling. For yeah. those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you can see in the background some great equipment yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, that provides... Yeah, so lots of rapid prototyping technology, so additive manufacturing, um, uh, CNC machining, um, uh, abrasive water jetting, anything really where it takes um, uh, to get to a physical um, uh, object. Um, and um, as well as, you know, what's really important is the, the, the building we're in. We're, we're, uh, the building um, has a large investment um, of um, uh, instrumentation. So not only do we have this space to, to rely on, we have, you know, a number of different resources throughout the building, um, including, you know, uh, electron microscopy, um, um, material science, um, um, metal additive 3D printing. So there's, there's quite a um, vast resource of um, uh, talent here. It is a remarkable investment and uh, capability to support uh, both education as well as uh, companies here in yeah. Connecticut. Wonderful. Uh, Young Ho, I wonder if you could uh, provide us with an overview of the Connecticut Manufacturing Simulation Center that you manage. Oh yeah, Connecticut Manufacturing Simulation Center was established in 2016 through a partnership between UConn and Connecticut Innovations and U.S. Economic Development Administrations. We offer an access to high-end modeling and computer technology to local Connecticut manufacturers. And at the same time, we train uh, students and professionals. Over the past two, year, two years, we have been trained more than 300 students. And we believe that you know, computer modeling and simulation can drastically lower the cost of creating a manufacturing part. That's why our center exists. Fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, Joe, when we were here a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that there are 65 students in the Industry 4.0 program uh, working with small and medium-sized businesses here in the Proof of Concept Center. Can you describe the kind of work uh, and the outcomes that these companies are expecting in their interaction with you and with the students? Yeah, I'll let Hadi um, talk about the Industry 4.0 4 program, but I can certainly talk about, you know, sort of the, 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 the problems that we're seeing with, uh, within small and medium-sized businesses. Um, um, you know, a lot of what we see um, with small and medium-sized businesses is that they have, you know, a core set of products that they've um, developed. Um, and really when you start to ask them you know what does the next five to ten years worth of development um, actually look like um, they haven't really planned it out right and, and they certainly have some obstacles you know um, to those problems um, and so what we want to see you know sort of help them with is let you know the university here be sort of a, an r d department for them um, they give us their problems and we get to sort of focus on them um, to help them break into either new markets um, um, or, or a, a challenge that they have um, so um, you know, for us, it might be, um, you know, how can they apply, you know, additive manufacturing to their current um, uh, design uh, workflow? You know, how could they, you know, utilize it with on the actual manufacturing floor? Um, you know, some, um, I think a lot of people, when they think of additive or um, 3D printing, um, they think of strictly prototyping. But, um, you know, a lot of what you're seeing with additive manufacturing is it being used on the factory floor to actually help the production process or manufacturing process. And so those are the things that we kind of look for, you know, in, in items. Um, but I'll let Hadi talk about um, the Industry 4.0 program. Great, great, Hadi. Sure, talk okay. about that, that'd be great. So as you know, Industry 4.0, the 4.0 stands mainly for a fourth industrial revolution. And yeah. the revolution is all about digitization of manufacturing and everything else. So to do that, uh, it requires, um, retraining of the workforce and many of the old business models are going to be in trouble because of industry 4.0 so 
the people who are going to be successful in that arena are those who can create new products and services around the nine pillars of the technologies that are part of Industry 4.0. And we have a program that is sponsored by CTNEX, which is a Connecticut government, mm -hmm. to try to bring together supply chain and the student and faculty innovation around Industry 4.0 and train students. So it's a two-semester activity. The first semester, we uh, have seminars and classes that involve students and the industry, mainly supply chain. And they talk about all these nine pillars of the technologies. And the second semester, they are going to be in here working with small and medium-sized companies to mm. develop, innovate new ideas that can make them more competitive around Industry 4.0. Fantastic. And working with the companies themselves clearly gives practical experience to the students that they might not otherwise get exactly. if they didn't have a <laughs> facility like this. And Young Ho, that kind of comes into what, what you're doing for your part of the organization. Want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean what makes CMS is unique in the United States is that we offer access to high-performance computing nodes and some of the high-end engineering software along with faculty and technicians and bring digitized solutions to many real manufacturing problems. In, in, the, in addition, CMS is very unique in the sense that we, we have really large workforce facility mm -hmm. here in Yukon Techwa. And that's, that's pretty much you know, the capabilities that we have and we can offer to small and medium-sized companies. It's remarkable. Yeah. So banks, community banks, like Simsbury Bank, uh, we don't tend to do business with Pratt & Whitney or Electric Boat or Sikorsky, but we do business with many of the small and medium-sized companies that are in the supply chain for those companies. In fact, half of the small business loans in the United States are made by community banks like right. Simsbury Bank. So we play a very important part uh, in the economy, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so delighted to spend time with you today uh, to uh, you know learn more about manufacturing in Connecticut uh, and and how uh, it can uh, help our economy overall. Uh, so so as we think about that, I wonder if we could take a little bit of a deeper dive, uh, you know, into how this air, how this uh, this collection of resources uh, is really helping the small to medium sized businesses be successful as as a part of the supply chain. And I think Hadi, you were touching on it before that uh, if you're not prepared to compete in the manufacturing 4.0 in the industry 4.0 economy, you're gonna be left behind. And maybe you could talk a little bit more about how that comes into play with the small and medium sized businesses and how you all are, are helping them in Connecticut. Thank you, yeah, so one of our aim is to become the focal point of industry 4.0 for the state of Connecticut, especially uh, in relation to other universities <coughs> and colleges within the state. So as part of this program, um, that I mentioned with CTNEXT, we collaborate with four other universities across the state in order to bring the best resources to both small medium-sized companies as well as using the best resources to create the workforce needed for Industry 4.0. So apart from that, we are also trying to get into a major programs with federal government. Mm -hmm. And uh, as, as Jean Ho mentioned, this facility, all of these facilities that we are talking about, which is part of Enterprise Solutions Center, is the collaboration and co-funding from federal government, 
state government and universities. And that's very difficult task to achieve to get all of those funding in one location. So we are trying to build upon that and create UConn as a center for technology and um, workforce training as well as business models that are needed for the industry portal. Remarkable, it's yeah. remarkable uh, progress that you all have made in 10 years, 15 years. How, how long has the School of Engineering and UConn generally been working to get to this point and so which is remarkable. We just completed our third year, so it's very rapid in terms of getting where we are today. Yeah. And as you can see, the proof of concept center, you can smell the machines uh, <laughs> being brand new. Yeah. So, yeah. so we are just opened this about six months yeah. ago. May, yeah. May of 2018. Yeah. Right. So but there was clearly planning that occurred before yes, that, and there was right. clearly a vision for Thank where you wanted to go with this. Yeah, that yeah. Right. Was and than and to be years, honest, yeah. we have not achieved our full vision yet. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a journey, and we are planning to continue to get there. Yeah. That's fantastic. Question on, uh, another question on small to medium-sized businesses in Connecticut. How, how do they connect with you? How, how would they, if they have a manufacturing problem that they're trying to solve, and you're here offering resources to help them solve that problem. How do they, how do they find you? How do they yeah, yeah, connect yeah. with you? Yeah, I mean, I can answer that. So um, the easiest way is to go to our website. Um, um, mm -hmm. So for the Quiet Corner Innovation Cluster, it's qcic.ucon.edu, um, in which you can find my contact information as well as uh, Hotties. Um, um, and then if they're interested in uh, CMSC, uh, the Connecticut Manufacturing Simulation Center, it's cmsc. Yukon.edu, uh, um, and you can reach out to Dr. Kim. Um, um, but really, I mean, yeah, we're we're interested in you know any problem. I mean, and, and a lot of times it's us going out and seeing the facility, mm -hmm. um, seeing the production process. You know, what is it that make uh, the value um, um, that we you know we can try to uh, figure out where we can add um, you know sort of the facilities that you know we can provide. Um, yeah, yeah. Younger, do you want to add on to that at all? Yeah, pretty much we reach out by emails and calling uh, mm -hmm. company representatives, you know, talking about our capabilities in CMSC. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, we do a you know, small survey in terms of their needs. And then we reach out to them, define a detailed scope of work, yeah. and define typically one-year project, and we closely work with their professionals in order to understand the actual process and mechanisms so that we learn from them, they learn from us. So mm -hmm. this is a really good environment working together, you know, with professionals and you research, can research you know, and researchers and technicians. Fantastic. Yeah. How do you, anything else a smaller, medium-sized business who's listening to this podcast right. should so, know that we haven't touched on today? I think what we found that to be really incredible is when the faculty and the small, medium-sized companies take a walk around their facility. Mm -hmm. How many spark new ideas are mm -hmm. generated? Mm -hmm. And the enthusiasm that the faculty and their PhD students have to solving a real problem that's created. I mean, the faculty is typically sitting in the lab as far as research is concerned, is trying to extend the frontier of science yeah. and technology. But when it comes to solving the real problems that leads into an innovative product and, um, and parts for the companies, this is the best platform for the faculty and students actually take a walk in the, in the floor plan and, and create ideas and, and um, point out to the 
processes that they can improve. And that's how we typically have found the best way to working with them. Get everyone working together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remarkable. It's remarkable what you all have achieved so far and look forward to uh, as you continue to develop it and expand it. It's a remarkable asset to the state of Connecticut and manufacturers and, and really the world as you are helping companies compete worldwide in the global economy. So I think another point to, uh, that's important is that the university typically are accustomed to working with the major industries because mm -hmm. major industries have research and development program. They can understand internally what their technical problems right. are. Right. Whereas the small, medium-sized companies typically lack the research and development group, and they try to get by around the problems or around the needs they have for innovation and new ideas. And what we have established is a track record that the universities and small, medium-sized companies both enjoy working together and being productive, and it's good for the state of Connecticut. Yeah. Just, just as an example, you know, CMS has been worked with eight different companies in Connecticut. Wow. These are all small and medium-sized companies. They mm -hmm. do not have any engineering analysis team. Mm -hmm. So they cannot also afford, afford any high-end software packages. Right. That's why our CMS center is providing service to them at the same time working with the problems and giving them solutions. Yeah. And this is not a, cannot be done in a one year or two years. This is ongoing and our innovation and collaboration work with them pretty much it will take in you know, at least 10 or 15 minutes down right. the road. But this, our center, at the same time as a proof of concept center, is giving, giving them a solution so that they can actually apply those solutions to their real problems, yeah. get more revenues and savings. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that, that's one of the fact that we're really you know, proud of having these two centers working together for local small and medium-sized companies. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Arguably without the sort of support and resources that you are and the partnership that you are offering uh, this transformation that's occurring, Hadi, that you right. were talking about earlier to Industry 4.0 could very well leave small, many small and medium-sized businesses behind exactly. because, you're, as you say, Young Ho, they don't have the, yep. the, mm -hmm. the, the people that the larger companies have uh, to help them solve problems. Yeah, let me just mention another point is that Yukon, especially in this building, we have facilities, macroscopes that cost $10 million. Yeah. And small, medium-sized companies cannot or and should not right. be able to go and buy those things for themselves because it's a, they probably use it 1% of the time. Right. So yeah. we have these facilities and we have the know-how of how to use it. And we provide those facilities to the companies. And that's one of the other great assets that Yukon School of Engineering has that can provide to the small medium-sized companies. Yeah. Yeah. And yet that 1% of the time that they need it, if they don't have it, they could very well be left behind. Exactly. So it's, it's a remarkable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to add a little bit to that with, um, you know, a lot of the equipment that I have is just certainly reasonable for a small and medium-sized company to purchase themselves. Um, so something that we try to do is be completely transparent about what it actually looks like uh, to be the end user, to actually operate the equipment, you know, yeah. what, it, what it would yeah. be to sit there and it, to have this type of equipment in their workflow. Um, so we try to be, you know, upfront about the cost of the equipment, the cost to run it, um, um, uh, sort of the nuances of what it takes to actually sort of um, uh, operate it. Um, and yeah. so, you know, for these small and medium-sized companies that are taking the dive, you know, at looking at, you know, where does the additive manufacturing fit in through the workflow, you know, not only can the university, can we give them, 
a, a very good glimpse at what you know all of additive manufacturing looks like because we have a number of different technologies on campus. Um, we can actually bring the small and medium size you know on site and show them you know those sort of the the ins and outs of how to how to operate the equipment. So later on, whenever they go and they want to make you know, a uh, proposal to a bank um, um, sure. and say, hey, we're, we're, we, we want to buy this capital equipment, you know, the, the least we de-risk the situation for them. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of value in that sense, too, um, is not only do we, can we figure out, you know, how to solve their problem, but, you know, what would it look like for them to adopt this uh, technology, too? Yeah, I think the other part that at least I'm trying to see how we can bring into this is art. Mm -hmm. Because Industry 4.0 is about customization of mass production. And when you customize, you're appealing to people's taste. Right. And art plays a great role in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think uh, part of our activities in the future is going to be bringing art and design into the SME type of a like a renaissance to it. More so than, well, we're uh, tapping yeah, into Joe's yeah. background as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Joe is a Renaissance man. Do you do you collaborate at all with the business school? Are there are there? Yes. So the business school like is part of this industry 4.0 course and oh, the innovation we have. As as you know, the industry 4.0 one of the key elements of it is integration of all the way from purchasing to supply chain to to the manufacturing to right. the customer care. Yep. And to do that requires a whole new business model yeah. and new ways of doing things. And business school can play an important role in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that is a huge challenge to try to seamlessly have the suppliers and, and the manufacturers and the supply chain and OEMs right. and the customers all interconnected through a seamless approach. Yeah, it's a business challenge. It's a huge business <laughs> challenge. But whenever you start to see competition um, uh, start to steal business away from that family, right. that's when it becomes really kind of troubled. Um, well, uh, and when you see that you know manufacturing process revolution that's right. occurring now, yeah, yeah, the transformation yeah, yeah. that's occurring. Yeah. If you don't innovate, then yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to be out of luck, especially yeah. in a global economy. The nice thing about this facility is that you know, whatever problem she's working on, making yeah. you know, additive manufacturing, stuff like that, doing using 3D printing, yeah. you can model over there using our computer simulations. Yeah. And then you can you know, compare them together just to better understand the process that she's using. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of really good environment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in some way, they're sister centers because, I mean, a lot of what I do in this space is it, it's, it's a prototyping facility, but it's um, what I would call a digital fabrication lab. Yeah. It's, everything that I do is controlled through the use of a computer and a model. Um, so if we can, you know, partner with CMSC to help instruct those models, um, mm -hmm. that means a better product for us. Um, we, you know, we have a better guess at what we're going to get um, out of the machine um, as a physical object. Yeah, remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Well, as we wrap it up, are there any uh, any any things that we didn't touch on in our conversation that uh, we want to have as a last word? <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you very much for uh, visiting us, and uh, we look forward to working extensively with small, medium-sized companies yeah. in the future. Yeah. This, this Always looking for a challenge. So that's, yeah. right. that's right. Well, this has been a fantastic, and let me just give you a little bit of a quick commercial again here, because I think this investment that uh, UConn has made, that the School of Engineering had the vision to come up with, is just absolutely remarkable for the state of Connecticut and for companies that are customers of community banks uh, across the state that are really important to our local economy. 
So the Innovation Partnership Building at the Yukon Tech Park and the Enterprise Solution Center provide not only a diverse and world-class faculty that is dedicated to boosting the economy in our state by providing access to research, equipment, and collaborative problem-solving expertise, but they also have a facility that is second to none across the country. It's okay. remarkable. It's programs like this that will allow Connecticut to continue to compete on a global scale, and it's here for the asking for small businesses and medium-sized businesses across Connecticut. Please stay tuned for more episodes from the Yukon School of Engineering. And I'd like to thank all of you again for joining us yeah, here today. Thank you. This thank has you. been wonderful. Uh, I am Martin Geitz, CEO of Simsbury Bank, and it's been my honor to share this time with the three of you as part of our Simsbury Bank Manufacturing Matters podcast. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Great.